Ich kühle vor Liebe Ja, ja von vorne Ich kühle vor Liebe Ja, just think it through If it's later than two Then I'm sorry but no Luna for you If it's five o'clock Ich kühle vor Liebe Ja, if it's here tonight Ich kühle vor Liebe Hey everybody, welcome to the Nooner Podcast Show on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm a Terp, a tiny internet radio personality. Is that what it is, John? Uh, uh, I don't remember. No, it wasn't, it wasn't tiny. It was, uh, uh, damn it. Should have written it down. Here's a crazy thing. I'm having audio problems again. Again? Oh my God! It's just like every other show. Here, I'm gonna move you to a different channel. All right, hold on. Okay, great. We're gonna move to a different channel. So follow us on channel Kachunk. Oh, so okay. I had a bad channel, and I just I had, um, I had to have an operation. Oh. I had a colostomy bag. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was anyway, sorry. Uh, you were talking about something or other. Yeah, I was talking uh me mm-hmm. no i was just talking about uh, audio problems oh yeah I mean, I, it wouldn't be the nooner podcast if it, we didn't have audio problems yeah. i think that's what people tune in for you know th- this little head you know deck here is almost a decade old and did you get it used like you get everything else used no i got it cheap and you know thanks to the kindness of of very very generous uh patrons out there um Oh, that's what you use the, the uh, T-shirt money for. Yeah, and you know what? I, I before before this ends, I'm I'm getting T-shirts. I'm I'm just doing. I have to. I it's so the, the it's podcast one, tonight. It's one of my biggest shames, but I'll I'll get through. I'll I'll make it through. I'll I'll get through. I'll help you. All I have to say is nooner. You could just get little letters. It'll take a second. No, I don't want a second, John. I want it done right. I want to do right by. All uh, the uh, listeners oh, by oh. keeping them waiting for a decade. Oh, so it's perfectionism that's stopping. Yeah, that's that's it. If you've ever that's listened to this show, you know that we have an incredibly, incredibly high standard of comedy and quality yeah. and uh, yeah, fidelity, audio yeah, fidelity. Yeah, and those standards are so high that we never meet them. Well, of course, of course, but we strive every week. If you want to join in the oh, conversation, you can come to Nooner Podcast on Twitter and you can email us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. And there's a Tumblr page that Tyson keeps. Um, and uh, yes, that's at uh, noonerpodcast.com. John, how are yeah. you? I, you had a, a, rough, uh, a rough week, huh? Me? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, you, you, no, that was you that had a rough week. You, you lost, you? you lost a loved one. Oh, yeah, that was actually the week before. Yeah, I, yeah, I lost it. We had a dog. Um, one of our dogs, uh, got really old, and he had arthritis, and he was just not living well. So we, uh, we hired somebody to kill him. Yeah, yeah, a trained assassin. Uh, well, uh, they, uh, yeah, they were trained, and, right? They, they were trained. Yeah. A highly yeah. trained assassin. Uh, yeah. Gave it a precise measured dosage of, of a poison. Yeah. And how, uh, 
like for me it's like what do you what are the criteria for when you quote unquote pull the trigger oh well she, uh, uh min min we was the dog's name which is oh, there's there's um this the step one right there i mean reason very, one why you quit very life name nobody it's french for midnight and god it was really hard to nobody understood uh what that was um so my son anyway my son named him because my son is very pretentious but um uh, in the most beautiful way but the question the question of like you know when do you uh when do you pull the trigger so as it were um is is a difficult one because you um you want to you want to the, you don't want to take away a dog's life but you don't want them to live in suffering and we have an option of euthanasia so you go okay are they enjoying life so is was he wait was he wagging his tail occasionally yes was he and then no was he, and he got to the point where he couldn't move and that's when and uh we we took him in to maybe uh to the assassin and uh they they prescribed some uh heroin and um and we said okay we'll take this and try this so we tried that and he looked like he felt better for a day and then he felt much worse. He just was ravaged by um, arthritis. Arthritis. Yeah. Bruno is starting to suffer from arthritis as well. He's he's 13 now and, and he cannot um, keep up the way he used to. But uh, he's still oh. super happy. He's great. Yeah. Uh, so he's good. And he and yeah, Walter. Our, our other dog is also really old and he's got arthritis as well, but not nearly as bad. I mean, I think he might have another year. And then we have our our young dog who's got um, – she's got a congenital problem called lymphedema where um, – and here's the thing about – this is this is the weird thing. She's got – so she has swollen paws uh, because her lymph nodes don't work very well. And it's, it's can be, it can be caused by accidents, but in her case, she had it since she was a puppy. Um, and this is all I know about it. On the internet, this is the information. Lymphedema uh, it can generally affect some some dogs, and it's invariably fatal. Well, that's like life, right? Exactly. Well, she, and she's two years old. She's mostly happy as a clam. Obviously, when she runs around, it hurts her paws because she, or else she's just really um, a horrible kind of dog because she always puts her paws in her water when she drinks. So maybe she just likes the taste of shit and dirt on on when she drinks water and pee um, and pee and grass and whatever but uh i suspect it's because um they her, hurt yeah but she's they're not cracked and stuff and um but she's a very enthusiastic dog she's she's uh she's some kind of combination of husky and german shepherd she's white she's got yellow eyes she's extremely pretty and she sheds like an un all the all the, all the fucking time. My back, the back seat of my car is is looks like a a, a sheep. It's 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 this and this big. I, every time I get in the car, it's like there's like hair floating around in the car all the time. By it's the way, movie. that's John Sylvain speaking there. Uh, what co- are you? Coterp. I'm just identifying I- you. Oh yeah! Oh, that's right. I'm John Sylvain. Yeah, you know the FCC has very strict, very strict uh, rules on the hour we have to announce our call letters. And, oh, yep, yeah, top of the hour. These are all things I didn't know. Maybe I should go to the production meeting. 
I like I didn't know we were striving for our, our standards. I thought well, we I thought had... it was pretty self-evident. I mean, if you listen to the show, I thought we just had standards and we ignored them. Well, Tyson says uh, condolences, and he asks about the the deck I have. I have no idea what it is. It's a Q twelve oh two. It came from. He bought it new at Goodwill. I think it's a. I don't know. It was. It, well, you know the brand name Kawhi? It's like that, except it's with a with a Q and um and, yeah. And a one in place of one of the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh it's a little um And we use only not sure microphones. Yeah. I I don't know how to make this any louder because if I turn it louder, uh everybody complains about the 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 noise, uh the, the level of the levels. But if I turn it louder, then it just blows out the recording. So I, I... That reminds me of an old Groucho Marx joke where these two old ladies says, the food here is terrible. It's, it's barely edible. And the other lady says, yes, in such small portions. I understand that you taught uh, Groucho Marx improv. Is that correct? Correct or not correct? No, I taught him other things. I taught him how to do heroin. That was uh, me and Del Close. The waves so of the I, world. I, I, uh, Groucho Marx, Marx was a natural. Hmm. Um, He's not really a contemporary of mine. Oh well, thanks for clarifying that, old man. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, has your son been playing that that game? Um, how, game? Does he play video games? Your your offspring? No, not, uh. not really. He doesn't really play. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have a a gaming system except hmm. we got him the, the Wii. That was that was the extent of our. And we, we got one of those uh, um, headsets. I don't know which kind, but one of the early cheap ones. Um, but he plays um, Apex Legends is the thing that he plays mostly. He plays computer uh, games. He plays Apex Legends a lot with his friends. And he play, used to play Minecraft a lot. So he, he but he, he's not, um, it, the, the, that's not the kind of game. He's a very, he, he mostly plays socially, you know, he plays socially game awkward games. He plays I, games I play those too. socially awkwardness. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, you can relate to that, oh, right? Yeah, Mark? yeah. Completely. Yeah. I'm the most socially awkward. awkward. Um, yeah, I've been playing Escape Room with Dan Etheridge, and that's been really fun on online. We've been playing Thursday yeah. nights. Oh, yeah, you've been you've been saying that to me and and talking yeah. about how. And it's like it's so funny. It's like this would be so much better if we had one more person. And we're just yeah. like, oh well, we'll just keep Can't on going. But um I yes. Um this weekend I actually was supposed to see the uh number one movie uh in the country, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, I thought it was the, the Banshees of Inis Sharon. Quantumania. Oh. Yeah, you were supposed to see it and was, you didn't? No, no, the person I was supposed to go with uh, got sick. As I was on the bus to the the theater, you um, took a bus to the theater. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I didn't want to pay for parking at the Americana. I right there at the Grove. It's oh like, yeah, no, that's true. That's good. That's yeah, good. Um, they, they validate, but um, it, that's uh, it are you sure you live being in like it still ends up being like ten bucks for parking. It's crazy there, like it's ridiculous. But uh, it made more in the the this third number three. Ant-Man, third Ant-Man, I, I believe it's called, 
Yeah. Uh, it made more than the fir- either of the first ones in its opening weekend. And oh. yet it was received very tepid ratings. Uh, but anyhow, I, I did not end up seeing the movie. I, I hopped off the bus and caught the bus going in the other direction, came home. Uh, oh, yeah. What did um? Did you see it, John? Because you watched. Of course, it. I'm contractually obligated to go see every Marvel movie in the first weekend, or else I'll lose my geek card. Mm, well, you know what? I will. I will reprint it for you. Oh yeah, you sure. You say that now, but when you lose it, you lose it. Um, did uh, I see? I did see it. I did see it, and uh, it's and it's an enjoyable movie, <laughs> and um, it's a movie. It is a movie. It's a movie about superheroes. Um, it is um, not uh, as bad as the last Doctor Strange movie. Um, I did not, when I was watching it, think about how uh, it should. It could have been better as I was watching it, which is a good sign for a movie. <laughs> and it was uh, mercifully short for a Marvel movie. It was only two hours and five minutes, and of course... 40 minutes of that is the um, 40 different uh, science, uh, uh, special effects, uh, visual effects companies just, that work just, on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, just in the credits, yeah. You have to watch that because you have to see the, you know, the post-credit scenes. The, both, yeah, both of them, yeah. Uh, yeah. How many stars out of five would you give it? Um, I, would, I would give it three and a half. Oh, well, Peter W.G. gave it two and a half. Two, okay. Two, two and I'm a not, half. I can't uh, I can't defend it because but I would I'd say there's there was nothing uh, egregiously wrong with it. Paul Rudd is a national treasure. Um, Michael uh, Douglas is a national treasure. Uh, Evangeline Lilly national treasure and ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Pfeiffer is the best thing that's ever happened to this world since the birth of Dolly Parton. Um, anyway. Uh, Grease but, uh, 2, I've seen more than Grease 1. There you go. That's all you yeah, need to know. I mean, Grease 2, right? Uh, all I have to say is two words, Michelle Pfeiffer, Grease 2. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, she's wonderful uh, just by being wonderful. You know, this it's full of movie stars who are just like really wonderful for being movie stars. And, and, uh, and um, God, What's his name? Jonathan Major. Jonathan Major is fantastic. He it's was... just the, the script is like, mm, uh, could have been better. It could have, they could have been more stakes. It was all happening uh, to save this world that doesn't exist. And, uh, and because it was to save this world that doesn't exist, it's all in CGI. And, you know, it, it feels, I mean, people are saying that they're, that Marvel movie CGI is not as good. And, um, and I don't know if, if that's the case as much as that it's it's basically like a few humans in a completely uh, fake world. Um, but more importantly, the the, the quantum yeah, they're trying trying to save the quantum realm, and I don't have any connection to the quantum realm. So the oh really are not- yeah don't don't uh, defend them, John. You know. Well, it doesn't exist, Marty. Well, oh, although all right. Sorry you know, about the spoilers, everyone. Well, well, that's not a spoiler. It's a more of a. You know that reality is not locally real. Uh, it's been proven. Anyway, uh, but I, I I can't explain why that's true because I've forgotten. 
<laughs> that implies that you ever knew in the first place. No, so, I did. Oh, I yeah. oh yeah, totes. Um, so kick your ass. I know where you live. <laughs> we're only we're remote here, so I'm not going to be punching Marty. In the oh face yeah, and by the way, uh, Cassandra Cardenas <clears throat> should be joining us anytime now. Yeah, uh, she's but, probably going to fall asleep. Yes. <laughs> so. <clears throat> You enjoyed the movie. It was a good popcorn film. Yeah. And um, uh, who the fuck is Kang the Conqueror? Like, oh, he's, a, he's a conqueror. <laughs> he's a guy named Kang. He's he's uh, uh, and he wants to conquer. Uh, he's not named Kang though. Like he's he's a d direct descendant of Reed Richards, and like yes. yeah, at least in oh. comic book lore. And you oh. know he came from. Uh, the fifth, um, or the f what year three thousand, I believe, and then he he took Doctor Doom's time travel technology, and yeah. went to the year four thousand, got a bunch of tech there, and then went back to Egypt, uh, ancient Egypt, and became a pharaoh, yeah. um, and then somehow along the line became King the Conqueror, and it's like he doesn't have any powers. Um, mm. And yet he's the most one of them, supposedly the like the more powerful than Thanos or whatever on par with Thanos. Did you did you find that that um... it didn't it didn't explain all that, but just to just to match you geek for geek, Doctor Doom doesn't have any powers powers either. It's all technology. So, well, okay, but uh, um, what? But no, I mean Doctor Doom actually does have powers, though. When he no, he doesn't, he's not Doctor Doom isn't a mutant or anything. He just has his technology. He's just he's just a genius scientist who happens also to be the the head of state of. Uh, it's not Latvia. That's a place. Latvania. It's lit. It's Latin America. No, it's La Lati Latvia. Lin Lin Latvia Libya. Everyone is Latveria. No, he, Labia. He's the Latveria. Latveria? No, it's Labia. Why? Why would it be that? It's not. It's Latveria. Yeah, I don't think it's Latveria. Is it, did you just look that up, or you just uh, you have that? Yeah, I'm looking look it up. up kind of. yeah. Latveria. Mm -hmm. I guess I said it out loud. Anyway, yeah, he's and he does have powers. So. No, he doesn't. Yes, he he is what a very powerful that? sorcerer. He was taught by Tibetan monks, and he really? can, he is capable of energy absorption and projection, uh, manipulating electricity, creating protective shields, dimensional traveling, healing, creating blizzards, and summoning uh, hordes of demonic creatures. Duh. Really? See, you know, I, I think that the Fantastic Four sucked, and I never read those comic books. Why? I'm, I'm, just, I'm not challenging. I'm just curious. I uh, Because... Uh, uh, because Reed Richards was always right, and uh, that was really boring. He had Reed Richards has like no um, bad qualities, um, and then uh, everybody else uh, was a, a, a kind of a, a, a very very cardboard like character, um, like Johnny Storm got really mad, so he flame on, and. Um, Wow, and you really just described uh, all the Marvel movies, you know? No, 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 no. I think that I just I think that uh, uh, Stan Stanley, like the Fantastic Four, is his first creation, 
And I think most the thing is about Stan Lee is that all those things that he created and and anybody who wants to um, fight me about the fact that other people actually created them along with him um, can fight me because I I've seen the other things that those people did. And I know that Stan Lee was the guy who came up with the backstory for, you know, the Hulk and and, and, and the conflicts that are inherent in these characters. Um, and uh, and they 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 uh, they create these kind of. Uh, you know, myths and 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 archetypes. It's like you know, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, or or like like Spider Man is is addicted, is an addict. He's addicted to web slinging. He wants to stop all the time, but he also in, and he has this core like guilt that that keeps him going. Um, and uh, and read with the the Fantastic Four, except for the thing. Like when the thing had used to have a thing called Marvel Two in One, which was basically, or it might have been Marvel Team Up, and it was basically the thing. Every month, I think it came out every other month. It wasn't every... always the thing. No, it was. Mm -mm. Yeah, it was. Marvel Two and One was always the thing, and somebody else. Well, Marvel Team Up wasn't. Marvel Team Up was always Spider Man and somebody else. It really was. All right. I mean, it really. I I thought it was always going to be two people, but it was always the thing and somebody else. Um. At least when I when I. Well, between the ages of 11 and 14, it was always the thing. And that was great. The thing was great. The thing is a great character. Ben Grimm was a great character. He was in love with uh, a blind girl named Alicia, and they got married. And uh, She was a sculptor. Feelings, and, uh, and uh, he had these blue eyes, and he said it's clobbering time. And he, and, he, and he was really conflicted because he had these powers, but he was... He, you know, he was hideously ugly. He was a pile of orange rocks. Yeah. So the first run of uh, Marvel Team Up was all Spider-Man, but then as it, in subsequent volumes, they they mixed it up a little bit more. But back in the day, there was Marvel Team Up, uh, which I actually I do remember that being Spider-Man only, and then there was the Amazing Spider-Man, and then there was the Spectacular Spider-Man. Do you remember Marvel that? Marvel 1 was all the thing. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, well, good to know. So, uh, but anyhow, do you, do you remember that? There was the spectacular Spider-Man. Do you know the difference between those two? Like I got the first episode, uh, first issue of the spectacular. Peter Parker is the spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, but what was it? It was just a money grab, right? There was like, like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was just a, he was just a popular character. So they had two books. It got, it got to be. Well, three with Marvel team up. Yeah, Marvel team up, right? Yeah. And then you had, and then you had the uh, spectacular. Peter Parker is the spectacular Spider-Man was the name of the mm. thing when it came out. That's the first issue I got. And I right. knew it was going to be valuable, so you know what I did? I kept it and I lost it. Oh. Actually, my my evil stepmother um, threw away all my comic books while I was away at college. Uh, oh, um, I'm sorry. I want to hear this really sad story, but Peter WG just said he's going to bed, but you can't write out the contributions of Kirby and Ditko, not to mention Marvel team up nor two in one was written by, was not written by Stanley at all. So suck it. That's not Peter. First of all, I'm not writing out the, uh, the contributions of Steve. Uh, can't write them out. Can't write them no. out. No, no, they they you created tried, the costume. You tried, but you can't. They created the costume. The thing is, is that the basic character is if you if you look at what the other the other characters that that Kirby created, they do not hold a candle to the ones that he created with um, Stanley, 
Um, and yeah, and the basic characterization. So, so I think the the greatest measure of that is when when Kirby went to to DC. And... Yeah, I've mentioned OMAC many times. Again, I got the first issue, and again, it was it was taken away from me by my evil stepmother. While I was away at college trying to make myself better. One Man She's... Army? Yeah, One Man Army. It was the dumbest thing I've ever read. And I, and I was I was 13. And you read a lot of dumb shit. You know what? I've read more since then, and it's still... It's, the dumbest it's thing you've ever read. It's, up there, it's, it's OMAC and Orca, two of the worst things oh, I've ever experienced. Bo Derek's first movie. Bo Derek's first movie? Orca. Was that her first movie? Well, that was the clue in the crossword puzzle. No. Oh, really? Yeah. She wasn't in 10 first? Well, she was in 10 as well. But anyhow, okay. we'll, we'll, just, we'll just leave it there. We'll, we won't look it up because nobody knows who Bo Derek is. Um, so uh, uh, I wanted to get back to um, Ant-Man. This is yeah. This is right. We're right square in the middle. Of... You know, you're being really, you're being very sexist because it's not called Ant Man. Ant Man the Wasp. Ant Man the Wasp. I was very clear Quantum when we. This is just shorthand. It's called shorthand. Um, oh. Yeah. If it was just the wasp, other people call it oppression. Call it shorthand. If it was just the wasp, it would not have made a hundred million dollars. Oh, oh wow. Yep, it's true. It's, it's it, rampant sexism just continues no, to roll it's up. About, it's about it's about star power. And it's letters to uh, Marty at Nooner. It's uh, it's about star uh, power and like Evangeline Lilly. As much as I think she's a very talented actress and a very beautiful woman, um, with questionable like views on on um, uh, vaccination, but uh, I I think. Um, Paul Rudd is the main draw and it has nothing to do with his sex. But I did want to know what yes. the hell phase five is. So we're smack dab in the middle of Marvel phase five. And I think we're at the beginning of phase five from my understanding. Okay. I think that uh, this is like the beginning of phase five. Well, according to Digital Spy... Um, yeah. Okay, so this is the beginning of phase five. So what is the beginning of phase? I'm sorry. Five? I'm sorry. Well, what happened just then? Well, I, just, I, I, okay. I, so right? I, I know I'm looking. Saw... I'm looking at um, Marvel Comics fan on at fandom.com, yeah, and it has, um, it has um, a, a totally different timeline, uh, and it, it's incorrect. But yes, um, you are correct, John. I am wrong. Can we mark the time. It's it's almost Ant exactly. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania is the start of Phase Five. So and, uh, what and who's right about that? I just want to. What was Phase like one about? Like, do you know that? Can you explain the phases to me? Oh sure, I can explain the phases to you, except that I don't really know. But I'll just make it up. Is that okay? Phase. Whenever so, I've asked you to do something, you have ignored me. Whenever you ask to do something, you've ignored my assent or, you know, or uh, denial. So do what you got to do, John. Okay. So I'm confused by what you just said. Um, so I'm just going to ignore it. Um, so I, I, I think that phase one 
was basically getting uh, the Avengers together. And they, it's one of those things where they, they had, they made Iron Man and it worked despite the fact that nobody thought it would work. And they, they, I mean, I, who'd ever heard of Iron Man except, you know, everybody who read comic books, which, you know, wasn't that many people. It was, it wasn't as popular as anything else. So they wanted to, they thought, we, what are the characters that we still own? Cause they fantastic four was at Fox and Spider-Man was at Sony and, and uh, X-Men was at um, was it Sony? Was, was oh, it Sony, Fox? Sony, Sony. No, no, you're right. It was at okay. Fox. Fox, Fox. X-Men, Spider-Man's the most popular, um, and X-Men was the second most popular, and Fantastic Four uh, was the third most popular in terms of wh what everybody knew. And everybody knew Spider-Man. Spider-Man was the hero. Um, and then they looked and they said, look at the, the heroes that we have left um, uh, are all... Um, and Universal had uh, Hulk. And the heroes that we have left, they're actually all in the Avengers. So let's do... Oh, let's Cassandra, try... you came in at just the right time. John is making stuff about stuff of, uh, about Marvel. But... Cassandra uh -huh. is in the house. What's up? So they made... They made um, He's what's explaining the phases of the Marvel MCU. So the first sure. phase was just introducing all the characters. And for, first they made Iron Man, and they were like... Uh, okay, we're going to make Iron Man. Let's hire the guy who directed Elf and uh, and wrote Swingers. That makes sense. And then he says, yeah, if you want me to make this movie, uh, we have to make it with the guy who just got out of prison, Robert Downey Jr. And they said, are you oh, out of your just mind? Left. Okay, let's, let's, let's kind of pack, speed this up a little bit. Just like, what is... Well, that was... The thing is, is that made a lot of money. Yeah. And then they said, okay, we're on, we're on the right track. So then they introduced all the other uh, Avengers. They they had Captain America and they had Thor. And then what were the other ones? That was I think those are that was it. And then they teamed up. And they had some sequels. And then they teamed up and they had the Avengers. And I think that was Phase One, getting the Avengers okay. all together. So what was and Phase Two? You said you think. Well, I think you think. Do you not? Decide? I mean, it's like it's on Disney Plus. This information is easy to get, unless this is like. Your oh. hour special. Okay, Cassandra, what is phase two then? Well, I'll tell you right now. Give me a second to pull up my resources. Make, make stuff up, pull stuff out of my ass and actually look up the actual information. So I mean, phase one ended with um, the Avengers. Yeah. One. Phase two is where you get into your Iron Man 3s, that really bad Thor movie, and it with ends fun. with... Well, no, like there was like a very bad Thor movie, and then there's a very good Thor movie. Um, and it ends with Endgame, Ant Man. Oh, no, they, there's the second Avengers, and then it's Ant Man, and that's it. Ends with like, Ant Man. How, how did then, Ant Man punctuate phase two? Then, like, what? what is because that? they had to squeeze him in before he's Civil so War. He's so weirdo. And, yeah, they'd squeeze him in before Civil War, which is the beginning of Phase Three, and Phase Three ends with Endgame. So, so Phase uh, Four is what we're in now. But we just started Phase Five. Yeah, so Phase Four was all. The, oh, Phase, phase Five. Four now? was all the TV shit and all the shitty movies. It's um, oh yeah, like Phase Four ended with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Holiday special and Wakanda Forever. You're saying Wakanda Forever is a bad movie? It's not a good movie. Right. Did you not like Multiverse of Madness? Uh, I, I was okay with that one. 
Yeah. What about Love and Thunder? Thor and Love and Thunder or Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi is new. Oh. I really like also WandaVision was fucking awesome, and that's the beginning of Facebook. But I, so I, was I, said the, I said the lousy movies, I didn't say the lousy. TV oh, shows. okay, fine. No, he said that's lousy fair. TV shows. I heard him, John. Why would you just deny me just to be a jerk? No, I'm, so I'm remembering a really important problem is remembering. So, face is phase five gonna start with the new Guardians is coming no, out, or the what? new Ant Man just started it. As John oh. corrected me about, and in Ant Man and Wasp, Quantumania, yeah, and then a oh, word, okay, and then it uh, will culminate. I, th- I think it's leading towards Secret Invasion. Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's Secret Wars. Who knows? The Secret Wars is Phase Six. Oh, it is. Yeah. What? So anyhow, there's all We're this crazy shit going six? on. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is all per the internet so grain of salt and all that stuff but anyhow peak superhero i think that they uh i heard i just saw an article that kevin feige or feige or feig or fig or whatever Mm -hmm. is uh is wants to move up the ladder at disney and be in charge of more stuff so that's that's i'm just that means that he's not going to be as hands-on with marvel which will probably mean that things will get even worse uh, do you think I had? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had drinks uh, a couple days ago with Bob Iger's assistant. Um, oh, yeah. so so Bob yeah. Iger is the 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 recently re, like reinstated CEO of Disney after the other Bob Chapek uh, sort of took a nosedive. Um, and what what did your this assistant have any insights? Any anything? Any dirt? Uh, no, I, I, if I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. It was yeah, just yeah, a yeah. weird, she's, my friend is, uh, dating that person, um, and is dating Bob Iger's assistant. And so we definitely were like, everything was normal as friends, you know, but, uh, Mazda and I left and we were like, LOL, weird that we just had drinks with Bob Iger's assistant. That was like the second most powerful person in Hollywood. <laughs> That is crazy. That's the, that's the funniest thing. That's the most Hollywood thing I've ever heard. Isn't it? It's so Hollywood. I mean, that has got to be one of the, wor- not worst jobs, but it takes a very specific type of person to be an assistant to somebody of that level of power and demand. She likes love- it. Oh. Uh, apparently, Les Moonves, um, there's a new book that, came out about Subner Red, Redstone, who uh, ran, basically, was like one of the biggest media moguls of all time. But apparently one of them had uh, had someone on staff who was on payroll just to service them orally. Um, so that's... Moonves? Really? I believe, I believe it was, but don't quote me on it. But it was one of the two of them, so... So one of the better... And there's a lot of good ones, but one of the better 30 Rock jokes is when Kenneth is pitching a show that he came up with and Jack says, who else knows about this? And he was like, oh, well, uh, just you and oh, and Moonvest. And um, Jack goes, Moonvest knows about this? And then they cut to there's like a homeless person who's wearing a vest with moons on it who's... <laughs> He's pitching the show to. 
it's, it's a funny one of yeah. the funniest shows ever i never, never get tired of it uh, um so let me just get this out there now i, yeah. I was late mm -hmm. um and i probably can't stay on the whole time oh but and my boss had an appendicitis oh no so it's just been all well crazy <laughs> that i hear okay. is very very painful yeah, but I wanted to make sure I showed up a little bit because I'm going to be gone for a month. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know what? Let's just get to it. Um, you okay. are getting... How does Mazda feel about the the MCU? He doesn't care about it. He, I'm, but he works and in he the was business, like kind of, right? Huh? Doesn't he work in the business? Yeah, he works in the business. He, he like worked on that. Don't use real locations anymore. <laughs> he worked on the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. D does he like oh. movies? Yeah, he thinks that they are. He doesn't watch them with me though. The Marvel movies. Um, and when I was watching those final two Avengers, the End Game and um, whatever. And I was bawling my eyes out. He was like, what's wrong? And I was like, why wasn't anybody talking about this? And he was like, everyone was talking about this. It was just five years ago. Like, um, have you I ever, just feel like I could have been warned. Have and you ever if seen he knew it. Mazda cry in a movie? No, I don't think so. Huh? What were you crying at? Were you crying at Tony Stark and a little girl? You know, honestly, it wasn't Endgame. It was the one right before that that really oh. had me just oh, like messed just... up. Yeah. yeah, when the snap happened and I was like, <laughs> what? Like, what? And I can't imagine the people who had to experience that live without having Endgame available, you know, to like yeah. make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. I had to I had to go through a, a couple of years of uh, intense uh, psychotherapy. Um, and I mean, just everyone was coming. Yeah, everyone was, was leaving. It was crazy. Yeah, and then and then the uh, the beginning of Endgame comes along, uh, and it's I guess it's only a year later or six months later or something. But the beginning of End the funny thing about the beginning of Endgame it starts five years later, and everybody's still processing their grief. And yet, there's plenty of room. The oceans have never been healthier. It's like all this upside. And it's like, oh, Thanos was right. Yeah, Thanos was right. I, I think that's that's safe to say. But to say that that counts for the entire universe is is a little bit iffy. But but certainly for Earth, if there were half as many people on Earth, um, it would be a much easier place to live. I read a uh, we can afford houses, you know. Bas yeah, basically that it would take uh, about twenty five years to make up that population, well, or yeah, if you raised half the people on Earth, um, you'd be back to the same level of population in like maybe it's forty years. It would it wouldn't take very long? Uh, yeah, just because people be fucking. Yeah, people be fucked. Well, yes, yes. If you look at it on a curve, it's like it's a logarithmic curve, you know. But um, so you are getting married, Cassandra. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. You sound so excited. I am. 
All right, I'm gonna play something. Um, you, I don't think you're gonna be able to hear it, but I'm playing it. Um, I'm playing it. <laughs> Yep, can't hear it. Soft chichis. Um, so this, mm -hmm. these are going to be some softballs, just about wedding planning, and then we can all talk about it because John and I have experienced the, the joy, the joy of weddings. Wasn't COVID crazy? We were like everyone was making their own theme music. You know, it was just anything to not. Oh, I couldn't, but you did an amazing yourself, job. You know. I made a lot of songs. Steve made a whole album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. Basically. Um, uh, John, I think, didn't you make a song or two? I can't remember. I made a couple of songs that all sounded exactly the same. Yes, I did. I made, yeah. But now, to the listener, did they hear um, stuff, Chi Chi's? It was us that couldn't hear it? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't. Yeah. Hear it. Yeah. It would yeah, be bad it. if I just played it for myself and just had like dead air. Um, but maybe that was the case. Yeah, so for the listeners, just so you know, when when uh, Marty plays music, when we're on this particular uh, setup, all I hear is like the high end of the. I can't hear most of the song, but I can hear so one part. Like it's almost like one channel of the song comes through. It's funny. It's funny to me, and I'm glad I explained that because it doesn't matter to anybody else. Yeah, it's really yeah, good when you good. when you expose the flaws behind the scenes because you know we are a very high standard show. So yeah, yeah. Did you know that? So, did you have a good time at your wedding, John? Oh yeah, I had a great time. And Cassandra, do you expect to have a good time at your wedding? I think it's going to be Liddy Titty City. <laughs> Uh, say, say that one more time. What was the first word? Litty Titty City. Litty City Titty. That's where I want to go to vacation. Oh, it's Litty Titty City, not Litty City. Yeah, Litty Titty City. Oh, here I come. It's completely different thing. LTC yeah. in the house. Litty City Titties. No. Oh, come on. Um, so. What are you serving? Uh, the first softball. What are you serving for food? Tacos. And um, are you having a like a, a a taco? Like how? Like how are you doing that? Like, um, there's a taco place nearby, and they are they do catering, and they're good. And so then they are bringing the tacos to us. Um. Along with, I think that the appetizers that are getting passed at the cocktail hour will be chicken empanadas, empanadas. and uh, shrimp ceviche. I think I don't know. I don't know. I won't be in cocktail hour. I don't remember. But um, there's tacos, and then there's taco-related accoutrement. And uh, we're not doing a cake. They instead... Well, I mean, we just chose not to do a cake because we don't like cakes. And we don't really like the whole, like, 
making everyone stop to like look like the cake cutting it just kind of like it's a weird i don't know it's just not us so they're serving churros um in ice cream with caramel sauce on top and then there's tahini on the rim so much better than cake Uh, that sounds awesome Big gigantic cake. Cake is not so great, and then big gigantic cake is terrible. Yeah, and so expensive. Than, bigger, my really mom expensive. baked my wedding cake, so it didn't cost me nothing. So, but it, it was kind of at by the time it came down to cutting, it was like listing to one side. So we're like, cut it quick, cut it quick. But um, yeah. but it was it was really sweet. That I was very happy that she made it. John, what did you serve at your wedding? At our wedding, uh, we had a kind of a destination wedding where we were um, at a, uh, a state, state conference center called Fort Warden, which is where they shot Officer and a Gentleman up in, in Washington Fort Townsend, State. In Washington State, Fort Townsend, and we actually lived here, but we had a lot of friends in Seattle, and they they there were these uh, barracks that people stayed in, and these officers' houses that people stayed in, and so there were these kitchens. So. Um, my uh, my mother catered a brunch, and my uh, my father in law had a thing. And so when it came down to our wedding, we were paying. We were very poor, relatively. We're, and so we we had pasta. We had the cheapest thing, and we had just barely enough for people. But people had been fed. And the cake we did. Everybody we asked people to make cakes. So pe- a lot of people made cakes. So there oh, were wow. like like 10 little cakes oh that's so awesome that's fun people made and that was fun and there was, there was they all uh of various uh quality and it was yeah fun. that is such a great idea i mean that's the thing is like you you just do what you need to do to make it fun right yeah i mean yeah and like yeah we we like for me i i always hate that whole serving at the table thing because the food is always bad um, yeah. so we just had a buffet and, and then, you know, nothing fancy. Yeah. People just, went people will get their tacos. They have to go and they have to ask for them and the yeah. taco person makes them. Right. Right. And, and it's, then it's hot for them too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, um, next softball, I'm sorry, soft chichi. Where are you, Salty. where are you honeymooning? Paris, Lisbon, Porto, Madrid. Nice. And you're going right afterwards? Yeah. We got married on Saturday and then we're um, off on Monday. Bye. Wow. Gone. Business class, too. I'm asleep. Yeah, that's awesome. I've, I've never uh, done the business class thing. That sounds awesome. Um, the, in Porto, they have this... I think this sandwich called the Francesa. I've never been to Porto, but I want to go just for this sandwich. And it, it's an open face sandwich that has like sliced sausage and uh, cheese and ham and more cheese. And then they put this beer sauce on it and you eat it with fries. And that's Francesa sandwich, Portuguese sandwich. Wowie. Portuguese friend. Francisna, or well, I mean, how they speak, probably like <laughs> friend, friend, she's she's yeah, or something. Well, luckily, no. every, looks good. 
yeah, it, it looks awesome. I never had it, but I wanted to. I, if I see one, I'll take a picture and then I'll eat it. Yeah. And um, everybody that I ever, I went to Lisbon last year and it everybody spoke English. So it was super awesome. Uh, Les- yeah, I'm Lisbon getting that awesome. vibe. Yeah. Lisbon was super fun and very reasonable compared to the rest of Europe. Um, yeah. if, if I think of any recommendations, I'll send it to you. But um, longest continuously occupied city in the world. People have been living there for ten thousand years. Yeah, but oh. in the eighteen hundreds, they or late seventeen hundreds, uh, they had a big earthquake in Lisbon that basically destroyed like two thirds of the city. So when you go there, there it doesn't feel as old as the rest of Europe um, because of that. Mm. But um, wow. John, did you take a honeymoon? No. Ah, not even a late honeymoon? Well, you know, we did go 10 years later. We went to Hawaii. Nice. Nice. And was it magical? Yeah, it was Hawaii. Hawaii is pretty awesome. <laughs> I love Hawaii. Hawaii you is it took like... 10 years to take your honeymoon? Yeah. Or is that here? I might have not heard you right. Yeah, that's right. We didn't take our honeymoon. Wow. A ten after we were been married for ten years, we went and went to uh, Hawaii. I mean, we traveled up to Seattle, and that was kind of like our uh, honeymoon. But then, yeah, ten years later, we went to uh, we went to Hawaii. And that was wonderful. Cool. Uh, and Yogi was around. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. So uh, the third. Um, you went to Japan, right, Marty? Yeah, yeah, I went to so- Japan, and that was amazing. So fun. It, it All my expectations about it were shattered. Um, it was, like, super accessible and uh, f- just a, a unbelievable place. Like, yeah. That's, like, a, a, a trip we want to take soon. I, we almost did it for the honeymoon, but we, you know, you we want wanted to be, like to be gone for a long, long time, and I didn't since we neither of us have been to Japan, we're like, I don't know how to fill three weeks in Japan. I'm sure you could, but we oh. just knew how to fill three weeks in Europe easier. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Three weeks. That's going to be awesome. Who's watching? Yeah. That? I mean, the only place I've been is Paris. So I haven't been to any of the other places and he hasn't been to Paris. So that'll be nice. Oh, yeah, sounds amazing. Um, this is a dumb question. I don't know why I came up with this one, but it was just like right before the... Uh, Who's the most famous person wedding guest you have? I mean, shit. Um, we got Bob Iger's assistant. Yeah. Okay. That, that question <laughs> answered. That's pretty. I wouldn't say that that's a famous person, but it is so <laughs> no, important. That is that is um, famous adjacent. That's pretty awesome. Is anyone else kind of famous? Wait, I mean, wait, what about the? I'm the pretty famous. Eric Curry is famous. Yeah, yeah. The, we all know that, that funny one from the, that that podcast. Uh, yeah, the Trashy Trashy Pie will be uh, there. Is that what it's called? Um, uh, no, I don't think that's the name of it. Uh, I don't think of that as a podcast. It's more of a newscast. It's the Eric Curry yeah. show. It's right. It's the Eric Curry show. Yeah. Is that what it's called? The Eric Curry show. Yeah. Um, it's that we don't have like a that big of a guess list. Let me just look through really fast and see if there's any heavy hitters on there. I feel like Bob it's Bob, gonna be hard to I, find. I think Bob Iger's is pretty fucking awesome. Um how, yeah. how great it would if it would it be if like Bob Iger showed up and he's like, I, I couldn't find my cufflinks. Where are they? You know? <laughs> um you know we have um 
the producers of Dear White People oh, will be there. Nice. Um, there's also um, one of the main producers for Goop will be there. Uh, oh my God, Gwyneth Paltrow is going to be there? That's amazing. No, but someone who knows Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> will be there. Um, a writer for uh, Barry will be there. Um, oh my God, that guy from SNL. Yeah. Um, that that's that's some. This yeah. That's an all star. That's an all star uh, guest list. Right, I no. agree, and oh, I well. think that um, also the the heir to the to the cuties. Um, the the orange the little oranges. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure that like one of his parents' friends that that's why they're so wealthy. All wow. I know is that she is so hot, and I can't wait for her to be there. Big citrus, big citrus. They 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 own more of the world than you think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, it's going to well, be a pretty pretty heavy hitting wedding. I want to <laughs> warn you about the paparazzi showing up and helicopters, mm -hmm. so you might want to throw off. Is that what happened at your wedding? Uh, no, no, nobody famous was at my wedding, but uh, nobody famous. I find that hard to believe. Oscar winner. Way Jessica, famous people. Uh, you was not uh, at your wedding. Uh, Didn't wasn't Maria Bamford there? Oh yeah, yeah, she was there. Yeah. Okay. Um. But um, yeah, and I think um, our minister, she reps a lot of famous people, but that's about it. There you no. go. Yeah, there you go. Um, how about you, John? I was, uh, I, uh, no, nobody. Well, the guy, uh, Jeff Stock, who he wrote a, uh, a Broadway musical. That's kind of badass. Was, cool. Uh, I think uh, moderately successful. In other words, it it, it didn't close instantly. Um, and uh, what else? That, I think that's. I don't think uh, anybody that I know who is uh, even remotely famous actually made it up to the wedding. Oh mm. no! Oh, that guy. No, no, nobody. Wet. Nobody famous. No. All right. Except uh, me. Yeah. 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 And so, Cassandra, we're That's so... That's part of the reason I want to be the most famous person at my yeah. wedding. Yeah, you, you're the star of Violet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's um, true. So uh, we're super excited about your um, nuptials. And it's Thanks. just awesome. Uh, are, you, are you nervous? Has it just been a just a, a rush of just like constant, like like uh, running around and, and stuff? like putting out fires and, and like last minute changes and all that? Yeah. Um, this last month or the last couple of weeks has been uh, tiring and just a lot of random stuff that's come up that you know, I didn't think about, but now is like a thing and I'm just tired, you yeah. know, like today it was like, fuck water we need water and who's how are we gonna get water you know like just little little things like that that keep coming up and um i've said multiple times i'm very excited for the wedding but i'm also i don't i'm looking forward to never ever having to plan something like this ever again yeah yeah it but but once it happens, you can't do nothing about it. So you might as well just like sit back and enjoy the ride. 
you know um you know it's we're on the home stretch it's uh uh 11 days away and we really have to start like actually like we'll be in san diego in nine days so it's it's you know we're getting almost there almost there yeah awesome uh so can i can i give you a little bit of advice oh you may when you get down there and it's it your, your wedding day is coming up anybody ask if they can help give them jobs so that you don't have to worry about anything as much as you possibly can i will i will be i, I like to delegate. Enjoy and yeah. enjoy your wedding no matter what if anything goes wrong just go oh well yeah oh well it is your day yeah you know in addition to the appendicitis of my boss it appears my kitchen is flooding. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> like, what's leaking? Is it okay? <laughs> the dishwasher. You think that you are related in some horrible way? I don't know. This, I like. That's why it's just like I'm tired. You know, I've been up since four, and I didn't want to be. It's just what happened, and uh, I'm not sleeping great. Yeah, but what about Ant Man? Which, um, what about it? You know, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's normal. That's normal. It's okay. It's normal. You get bad sleep for a month before your wedding." What? Like that sucks. It sucks. Sucks. I mean, yeah, that's... that doesn't seem normal. No, no, I. That's not something you should expect. I think you should go to bed. Yeah. Well, I will. I wanted to say hi. All right. Well, do you want to stay? God. Do you want to stay for one more question? Yeah, all I right. think I think uh, Mazda has sucked right. up all the water. Well done, Mazda. Okay, the keeper, so, you should marry him. So I will. The the uh, governor of California uh, a few weeks ago ended the emergency declaration for COVID in California, and the, the Biden administration is going to lift uh, the emergency all the emergency things that are happening in May. So we're like coming out of this thing right what does that mean like what's left do you know uh it probably means that they're going to pay out less money for stuff is that right yeah or is there stuff that we can't we haven't been able to do that i wasn't aware of no it's probably like free testing and stuff like that and mm. um free testing and probably like you know like required like california has you know your normal sick pay and then they also like would give you um special sick play for covid but that ended last year or like this year was the first year that they're like we don't give a shit if you have covid use your regular sick time yeah kind of thing so um oh before i get there i just want to go through peter wg's uh answers to our our uh, soft chichis he had a veganish buffet mm -hmm. style uh uh, thing, but everything was incredible and did cupcakes over cake with none of this stop and watch us nonsense. Good. And he Good. had a, um, a, uh, honeymoon in Ireland. Gosh, I'm before, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. I would, I love, I would love to go to Ireland. And does, uh, somebody who was the most recent on the most recent season of Cesar Milan's show count as a celebrity? Absolutely. I've not yes. been on that show. None of us have been on that show. And I love to see it when Caesar gets bit. Um, does it does it count if I don't know who Caesar Milan is? He's a dog. Whisperer. He's a dog guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Was it a person or a dog? 
I don't know. I just want clarification. We'll never know. I don't, I don't he's know. He's going to go to sleep. I don't know. Uh, After so, slamming me, he went to sleep. Here is my question to the group. Is what, how long has it been? Like almost three years now, right? And by the time it'll, yeah. like. Yeah, what, like at three weeks, it'll be three years. What did you learn in, in over like this time? How to make songs in GarageBand. How to use GarageBand and podcast at home. All right. That's fucking baller. <laughs> and did you, what did you learn to do? What did you learn about yourself? Anything? I don't like to go outside anymore. Um, I don't like to go out at, at all anymore. Like I went, we went to a bar for the first time since COVID yesterday on a, like a quiet sun or like president's day afternoon. The first time since COVID. That's not true. Well, it was the first time that we went out specifically to go like we when we've been traveling or whatever we've done it but like let's go out to a bar and get a drink oh yeah and we yeah it's like that always sounds like a good idea and then you're there and then it's like either a good idea or you're like a miss house um yeah yeah and uh, the drinks are so fucking expensive and so expensive i'm not afraid of catching covid or anything like when i go out anymore it's just a, a general like weird kind of I don't know, like like safety net anxiety, but then I could also just be getting older. Yeah, that that was my other conclusion is that I'm getting older and even more crotchety if we can even even imagine it. But John, yeah. Oh, the list of things that I learned over the past um, three years is is incredibly long and incredibly painful and very personal. So, what about I'm the not, things I'm that you can share? Like the, 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 your, your takeaways that are shareable. The main, the main thing that I, that, I, that I learned over the past three years is there really is no limit to how incredibly stupid people can be. And I learned that from the, uh, the right-wing reaction to um, COVID. And um, so yeah. I, I, I heard a story uh, from a friend of mine who's a nurse. And he was there with a family, you know, just this past week. And um, so I can understand if you think if you I mean, it was reasonable to say, hey, these vaccines are the fastest developed vaccines ever. And they're using brand new technology. And I don't quite trust them. I'm going to wait or I'm going to I'm not going to you. I, that's that's a reasonable position that I disagree with. But it's a reasonable position. It's reasonable to say it's my choice whether I do this, that, or the other thing. You can't tell me to stay at home. That's reasonable. I disagree with it. It's reasonable. It's reasonable to feel like it's it's oppressive to, um, you know, to force people to wear a mask. That's reasonable because you have a real strong sort of sense of your independence. But these people had gone to the point where their grandmother was in the hospital and they had she had COVID. And because they used the word COVID to describe the symptoms that were killing her, they thought it was all fake. They'd gotten to the point where the just the fuck, I mean, it was, and it's just so fucking stupid. I mean, the person, okay, you think that it's made too much of a big deal out of it. Your grandmother is dying of a respiratory ailment. Don't you think that that's true? 
so anyway, I'm sorry. I just, just the stupidity of people. It's astonished me. And I went during the past two years from being on this podcast and saying, Marty, Marty, I'm optimistic. It seems like things are going to hell. I'm optimistic. And now I'm like, things have gone completely to hell and we're all going to, it's just, everything's ruined. Everything, and everything didn't have to be ruined, but everything has been ruined by stupid people. Yeah. I mean, so that's my, that's, the, that's the, what I learned. That's the lesson I take like away. Over five and a half billion people got the vaccine. Over five and a half billion people. Five and a half billion people yes. got the vaccine? At least one dose of the vaccine. Wow. Five and a half billion? How many people on earth? Uh, there are eight billion. Oh, most of us got it then. So 72% wow. of the population got it. And you know what the result of that was? There was not like a zombie zombification of the population. There was not. This is according to the New York Times. Just um, according to the New York Times, there was no zombification. Yeah, yeah. According to them, but according to John, there currently was. Um, No, I just fucked up. Uh, sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just a second. Um, just gotta reset this thingy. Yeah. Off. Okay, you go hop Bye. off. Oh, you're uh, muted. Oh, hey. Um, have a wonderful uh, nuptials. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was nice to see you guys. Yeah, get some. Uh, are you gonna be on Trashy Trashy next week? Yeah, we have no. we Say have no. like some episodes banked. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it is this live right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll text you guys about something. Okay. All righty. All right. Uh, bye, Cassandra. Bye. Our love to Mazda. Bye. Oh, I thought she'd never leave. That um, was the yeah. But now we have to get back to not being funny. Yeah. So yeah, like all these people who are like, oh, it's not been tested. How many vaccines have been given to five and a half billion I don't, people? I don't mean, I don't mean now. Well, no, but I mean, but there are people now open. who are still saying that like this was just done the too people. quickly then and they still won't take it. And it's like, well, how much convincing do you need? You know, no, the, 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 I mean, the thing, the thing is, is that people like Hannity and, and Tucker Carlson, I remember watching, you know, part of my, I don't remember why I saw it, but Hannity was saying, you know what? People, it's not that serious. 10,000 people died of the flu last year, and only 5,000 people have died of this. And it's like, okay, now a million people have died, dickhead. Do you go back and say, you know, I was wrong? No, he doesn't. It's just like, it's just like I'm just here to spread ignorance and to, and to say bullshit and, and crap and, and ruin people's lives. And then they'll go online and they'll find new shit that's more bullshit until they get to a point where they think, They've come to the conclusion that the whole thing is a giant conspiracy that is designed to put more money into the pockets of of the uh, of the uh, of, of the medical people, and it's just so stupid. It's just so fucking stupid. I mean, if I mean, first of all, first of all, the entire medical establishment, the the the, the billing is so. Uh, opaque 
that you, they could they don't have to come up with any kind of uh, weird uh, disease to, to rip us off. They, they can rip us off right in front of our faces. It costs, you know, $15,000 to get an ambulance. Anyway. So, you know, it's 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 stupid. It's just the level of stupidity is is uh, and and credulity of pe people just don't believe um, what's really going on. And they'll believe all of the craziest shit. And it's 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 it blows my mind. And then we have now and now we have QAnon and we have, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a fucking is in Congress. Well, okay, so this just gets into to the idea. Like, my takeaway is like, I mean, I had a lot of uh, personal things that I went through and just learning how to, like, you know, it was fairly recently married, and then all of a sudden, like, we were just stuck alone together for a long time. And you learn very quickly how to get along with one another, and you learn, um, you learn what battles to pick and uh, what you know, how to just cope with, with things that are imperfect. And what I, uh, with the new stuff, I just sort of re lost a lot of hope in humanity. And I, you see a lot of people who take advantage of that. And that was sort of highlighted this week, uh, last week when the January 6th committee, no, was it this January 6th committee? Or no, it was the, uh, the Georgia um, lawsuit where there or the the trial there where they're uh, uh it's with trump right where, where all the the fox uh, texts got released when these people who work at fox were um the the big pundits there they're much more interested in ratings than they are in disseminating the truth and and that, the, the that, dominion lawsuit is that what you're talking about yes the dominion, the, the dominion lawsuit yes, yes you guys destroyed our fucking company so and you knew that it wasn't true right right so you know and it's like that, that's just a it, it just shows like when you why we can't have nice things because people will take advantage of it and and do things that are craven and selfish and self-serving and like that is the the truth and it was it's been like that forever and the current situation for with uh, social media and all that stuff just makes it that much easier for to manipulate people so i mean look at there are going to be people who say like oh well you guys are just just as deep in the the liberal pocket as those people are in the the right wing pocket perhaps but i like to think that we're Nobody's going to say that about me. They think I'm an old uh, right wing curmudgeon, and I am. I think that the, I think that people on the on, on the left are are uh, can be as credulous and as wacky. Exactly. As... That's that, that's exactly the point that I was making. Yeah. Oh, they, you were. Yeah, because I was saying that they were going to say the same thing about us, and that there's no, not me, not you. No, they're just going to say you're just a crank. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. PDWG is going to tell me I'm wrong about something and going to go to sleep. Uh, well, he's going to say he's going to go to bed. So just 36 oh, seconds ago, he said, now I'm going to bed. So thanks as always. WG, I don't remember what you said, really, or what you disagreed with, but I'm coming for you. But you're right, Peter WG. I'm, yeah. Wait, is he right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was he right? He was right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was wrong? Well. Oh, yeah. The Marvel 2-in-1. Oh, talking about uh, talking about the, the contributions of Jack Kirby and and yeah, Jack Kirby and, and Steve Gicko, they created the outfits. 
They, they created how they looked. And they, they probably had a couple ideas. But the basic character is definitely Stan Lee. You can tell. And also, like, the through line, in, in the same way that Gene Roddenberry brought a, a, uh, a sameness, not a sameness, but a, a unity to the Star Trek universe, uh, like, I think that Stan Lee brought to his comic book universe, you know? Yeah. Well, he, it, was, it, was, it was his style to think, to base it in New York, in a real place, and then to have people have secret identities that, that were relatable. He made... He created comic books that were relatable. Spider-Man, you know, had dating problems and, um, you know, he, he felt guilty. And... and and this is why Superman is a much less interesting superhero, right? Like Superman, Well, stories have to start out with your, your protagonist learning something and growing. That's what a story is. Sp Superman starts out, started out being able to leap tall building, buildings at a single bound, having this, and this is from the original action comics. Having the strength of like uh, thirty men, being able to lift a car, and uh, nothing short of a bursting cell would penetrate his skin. That was the description at the beginning of Superman. Very quickly, he was able to fly faster than the speed of light. Um, he could fly first of all, and then he could fly faster than the speed of light. And then um, he had X-ray vision and he had heat vision that could go through anything, and absolutely nothing could hurt him at all. And he was strong enough to like move up he was infinitely strong and and, he, and and he was morally completely perfect just like reed richards and so it became incredibly boring yes and and actually there was a, an interesting discussion on on today's gist podcast with tim blake nelson about about uh infallible characters and fallible characters and how you know there's like if you look at um like harry potter like here's a a guy who's like he's supposedly like the rest of us um, like, you know, he's, he's, uh, been shat on by his, his, uh, adopted family. He's, um, mistreated. The Gernsleys. The, Gernsleys. Uh, the Dursleys. But Dursleys. he's, uh, mistreated by, um, the, the pure magic people, but he's also the most powerful magician, whatever, the most powerful wizard in in his, of his generation and that is like not as interesting as having somebody who's like just a mediocre guy you know which is like where you get like the terry pratchett's and the and and uh tim blake nelson was using the the cohen brothers as an example of like like you know those guys are all like kind of lame in in their own ways but they're they are the protagonists of these stories and it just makes yeah. for a richer story than just having somebody who can um, just snap and, and have... Well, with villains, it's okay to have them super powerful. But yeah. if, if the hero is just this omnipotent, like, can't... But, like, but Harry Potter was never omnipotent in the, those stories. And he, I mean, he wasn't the most... I mean, that's like... That's was, a bad example. I get his point. But that's a very bad example. No, Harry Potter... Point. Huh? That's my point. Like, he... like. Harry Potter was not that powerful. Did you read those books? Yeah, yeah. But he, it, it was because he never did any studying and he never practiced, but he could still rarely practice, like, but he still could beat everybody, you know? He could beat everybody in, in, in Quidditch, but he couldn't do, he, he needed, he wasn't that powerful. He didn't really read those books. That's my point. Marty, that you didn't read the books? 
No, no, he didn't read his spell books. No, but he wasn't that powerful. He didn't have a lot of power in those books. Okay. He didn't. He didn't. He he was he was a bad student, and uh, he wasn't very good. He was a no, bad he wasn't student. Very powerful. You're saying he, he was the chosen one because he's he was the only person who survived. He who should not be named. But that was just because of his mother's love. That wasn't because of anything else. Uh. He was protected by his mother's love. That was at the end when it turned out that was the that, that was the deal. He didn't have a lot of redeeming characteristics, I would say. No, he was not a very good person. But most protagonists are not. Uh, well, uh, no, but there are things that we like about them. and Yeah, I, they're likable. I feel like the things in Harry Potter were manufactured. Like, they weren't earned, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. And and I disagree with you about his, his level of power, so. Well, now I have to go back and read all seven books just to prove you wrong. Or maybe Peter W.G. would weigh in. Um, but if he's and, and the, the point being is that if you have like someone like Ender in Ender's Game, where this guy is this master tactician, it it's mildly interesting for one book, but I don't want to read any more about the, this guy because he's a dick. Uh, and uh, you, you read Ender's Game, right, John? uh that i'm uh, i'm sorry uh yes i read ender's game i read all of the sequels and i can tell you that um orson scart card is not a great science fiction writer and i really resent when people talk about science fiction and say have you read ender's game it's like yeah is that the only science fiction book you read um so well and and here's here's the thing about ender's game is 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 the all no all the sequels are about Ender and his brother, and uh, and one other character, and it they they go on for ten thousand years, and no other main characters come along. Yeah. So, how? What, what's wrong with my point? Nothing. Okay. Well, it's unlike you, you, that? Were, you were Did sh- you know that? No, I wasn't. Uh, uh, you think I'm disagreeing with you when I'm not? Okay. Well, you have a. Funny... That's your problem. Okay. Oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why Spider-Man is a much more... or That's why Ant-Man is a, a great character, because at least in the, cinematically, uh, uh, whatever, um, Scott... Uh, what's his name? I don't know. Um, Scott. Scott. Paul Rudd. Uh, Scott Rudd. Uh, Scott Rudd, not Pym, is uh, this... Um, he's a, a very flawed character who's, who's a, kind of a fuck-up, and... And that's why, like, that's why we like um, uh, Big Lebowski. Like, he's cool in his own way, but he's he's kind of uh, uh, impotent in many ways, you know. So in my in my class, um, in my film class, what I tell my students, and I, I I found it to be true, is that all protagonists have to learn something. So they all and they all have to start from a position of lower power and then get more powerful. And the interesting thing is that. For all the superhero movies, the the um, uh, you have the origin story where you have the uh, the character and then they get and they they're they're weak and then they get power and then in every single one the beginning of every single sequel and the th- they always end up losing their power. So you remember what happens in Iron Man two? He finds out that the thing that's giving him power is going to kill him, and you you know you always end up with some kind of deficit, uh, and and that's that's what, uh, 
because you have to. You can't start out really super powerful. And that's why, you know, again, that's why Superman is always uh, a drag and why I don't like uh, the stories of uh, the Fantastic Four because Mr. Fantastic never learns anything. But he's so fantastic. Um, and this is a dumb name. I mean, that was... Yeah, and but that's why Batman was ultimately more, like in the modern era, it was much more popular than Superman. Yeah, Superman Batman might have out. been popular in 1941 um, when they were coming out of the Depression and they were getting into World War II and all this stuff. Like you, the, He became an icon of power, and I, I understand that. But as a symbol, that's one thing. As a dramatic like conduit, like it's very weak. Yeah, it's not very good. Not very good stories. And the only thing that uh, is is his weakness is for Sp Superman is is kryptonite and and magic. Yeah, but and, uh, and so every 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 single episode was about either uh, Jimmy Olsen screwing something up, Lois Lane screwing something up, or Mister Mixelplex, Mister Mixelplex, or Lex Luthor found some more kryptonite. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know here's a here's a funny thing. The other thing is that the antagonists. The bad guys in America are tend to be aristocratic, and they tend to have more power and money. And there's only two, and I say this to my students, it's really fun. There's only two American heroes in the history of all stories that are billionaires and start out as billionaires. Everybody knows who they are. And I say that, and everybody will know exactly who I'm talking about, right? So who are they? So anyhow... Um, if you want to find out, attend John's classes. Uh, you can go to pomona.edu. Uh, it's uh, Cal Poly Pomona. Uh, pomona.edu is a different school. Oh, sorry, Cal Poly Pomona.edu. And, oh, um, yeah, so our feed might be screwed up. Uh, Tyson says that Hermione is the most powerful. No, she's the most knowledgeable. But oh, Marty, you're wrong about this. He's not a powerful wizard. He isn't he doesn't it's not a he's not a powerful wizard okay he's not he's a hero he's not a powerful wizard it's not a, it's you i mean i read those books twice once out loud okay it doesn't make you some authority how many times did you read them twice no you didn't did you read them really really why did you read them twice they're not that good they're not that good I wanted to read them to out loud to myself just so I could say like, no. You, you just no. I I I read them all, and I've seen the the movies multiple times. Uh huh. But, but look at anyhow. Agree to disagree. Like there's there's like if he defeated the most powerful bad wizard, that would make him a powerful wizard. So a good wizard. So um, anyhow. The point, the the overall point is like, I stories are richer when the protagonists are weaker and flawed, but those are harder stories to write, which is why like, like the there's the the Cohen brothers are so revered, you know, because they these are hard stories to make interesting and compelling, um, but it's also hard to make them like super powerful protagonists like you know limitless did you ever see that movie with bradley cooper yeah i mean it's such a dumb movie because he can do everything right and the only weakness is he has to keep taking a pill like like that's kind of dumb 
and it, it was just not very satisfying because it's like oh well he can do anything so i i don't i'm not i'm not um interested in him um yeah but that wasn't what the story was about like i i disagree with your premise of like it's hard to write stories about characters who are flawed in fact all stories are about characters who are flawed uh, like all of them right but i i would i okay i would requalify that by saying that it's our our own uh, as story creators like our childlike desires to be super powerful become uh, infect our stories and because we want to create fantasy and that is uh an escapism and that that is sometimes um, that becomes more alluring than telling a complicated story you know mm -hmm. yeah stories are about somebody learning something so you have to have a character that needs to learn something that's the reason for a story and all stories they it might seem like the movie is actually about uh robots that uh, disguise themselves as trucks but really it's a story about a person um, who learns something and that person might be a talking fish or a talking toy or a uh a, a um who was it in transformers how many times did you read those books i have i never i've never seen it all i right. saw bumblebee um that's the only transformer movie i've actually watched all the way through and the person who needed to learn something was um Haley steinfeld's uh character no, but and I, usually, you know, the, the person who learns is either Marky Mark or Shia LaBeouf. You know, it's that's that's it's a it's a person in that. It could you could have it be a robot. I mean, Wally is about is about somebody who learns something, and the, the main characters are robot. I'm not saying it has to be. Robots can't learn. Oh my God! Famous last words. Like next week, there's going to be a robot that's going to come out, and it's going to be learning. Oh, by the way, next week's co-host and main host will be yeah, Chat GPT. I'm sorry, which one? Chat PPP. Uh, it's the robot. Chat PPP. Yeah, that's all we could afford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then the Google equivalent. Yeah, Bing. Bird, bird, Bing. bird. Bing bong, Bing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. John, how do you, when you are writing stories, how do you break yourselves out, yourself out of that, those traps of, of um, you know, writing pure, like, wish fulfillment? How do I write out of those traps of wish fulfillment? Well, I've trained myself as a writer to, um, to realize, like, I have this, this one story where I have to figure that out. All the other stories I have are about, I have that, they, they, I, I figured out what they need to learn. Because, you know, you come up with an idea and then you have to figure out what the what the journey of the protagonist is, which is, you know, the hero's journey, which is actually, you know, kind of horseshit. But the, the journey of the protagonist is from um, needing to learn something in order to overcome some some kind of obstacle. Um, but that, that's, that's not what, they, they, they will need to overcome some kind of obstacle. And in doing so, they set in motion um, a chain of events that leads them to learning what they need to learn. And that is usually either trust themselves or trust other people. Chat or some GPT, version of that. Chat GPT, what does my hero need to learn? Yeah, exactly. And that, so that's how, you, uh, that's how you break yourself out of it in the modern age. Yeah. Chat GPT, how does my superhero 
have a weakness. If I have a problem figuring out a story, I go to my friend and he gets really stoned and we talk about it. And then uh, we usually come up with a solution. Or he comes in, he says something and I go, I got to go. And because he re told me something that, and he said, what did I say? And I said, I'll tell you later. Oh, Johnny. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all you said was stoned. And I was like, oh, Johnny. Um, yeah. So, all right. Now, do you hold um, hope for the rest of of uh, the rest of Phase Five of the MCU? Or are you like thirty one? Um, there are thirty. There are thirty one movies in the MCU. This is that's yeah. crazy. That is a yeah. ridiculous. And they still have a pretty high batting average, especially compared if you compare it to uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they, I, I have, I have hope. Um, I feel my feeling is that Van Dyne. I am hope Van Dyne. I have hope Van Dyne on speed dial. I, uh, I'm excited for, um, I'm very excited for Loki because I think that looks really, I mean, that, that was really a fun series. And uh, Tom Hiddleston, is that his name? No. Anyway, what's his name? Hiddleston? Yeah. Hiddleborough? Hiddle under earth? Um, so he and, and Owen Wilson uh, were great. I, I thought they, that was fun. And I'm really looking forward to uh, Secret Invasion because um, Samuel L. Jackson is, uh, you know, a national treasure. And that looks like a lot of fun. Uh, more and, scrolls, um, yeah, scrolls, the scrolls, right? And um, and then what am I looking forward to? That's uh, you know, I'm always I'm always up for another Spider-Man movie. Um, that's the the new Flash movie has got um, a uh, whole multiverse thing you, going no, on. No, that's not MCU, you know. No, I, I know, I know. What what do you think? I was born yesterday without a comic book in my hand. Well, that wasn't the question. Born a long time ago with a comic book in my hand. Mm -hmm. Michael Michael Keaton is playing a version of Batman in that movie. Did you know that? Um, way to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've it had an, I've had enough of multiversions. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm everything all at once. Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything everywhere. I I feel everything everywhere all at once. Oh my God! He's having this is his stroke moment, everybody. No, no, no! Follow me. Follow. Try and follow my logic, okay? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, that's the seventh it's time like, you said it. Maybe I'll say it one more time. What are you talking is, about, John? Is like everything, everywhere. Oh, oh he smells. Or, I've only said it once, but I said it in multiple universes. Everything, everywhere, all at oh once. Oh my God! Is, he's still saying it. Is like the Boston album. In the sense that once the first Boston album came out in 1975, people should have just stopped making music More like that. Should have packed it that. That was the perfect big arena rock album, and that nobody had to do anything else after that. They 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 should have just stopped doing that kind of whole genre of music. Yeah, it, and, uh, it, it was the number one uh, debut album of of all time uh, of its time. You know.
it's a, it's it's in, really is in 1976 awesome. but anyhow, it's astonishing but. it's an astonishing album and journey should have just looked looked at that and said oh, okay i guess we can stop now um but they didn't uh, and they you know had some other um cheesy hits that i appreciate but um it's one of my favorite albums of, of all it's time. amazing and and everything everywhere all at once takes the multiverse and just goes boom there you go that's what it is and we don't have to do it anymore yep, this is yep. the best use go of the, do something else go tell yeah, a different story some other other bullshit yeah yeah uh that's but actually you, a very good analysis i i totally agree with you like i don't need to see any more multiversions i i want to hear the boston album i will watch What's the movie called again? <laughs> it's called Liddy Titty City. <laughs> I want to watch Liddy Titty City until the cows come home. Um, yeah, before I want to see, like, well, okay, the one exception might be the next Spider-Man, um, the, the the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they did a great That's job with good. that. So I'll watch that. So th those two, I think those two sets of filmmakers they they had such a fun time exploring it and they did it in a way that was just thoughtful emotional and just wildly imaginative so i i will watch that but then you know what you got to step up I, I don't need to see um i don't need to see go to the quantum what quantum mania yeah quantum mania i think if you miss quantum mania you won't miss much um it is a spectacle, but it's not that great a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, but I, who doesn't love Paul Rudd and and Paul uh, Rudd, great man. Yep. He's a great guy. Yeah. All right. He's so, like a nice man. Oh, uh, John, I think we're we we've hit our limit right now. Do you have anything that you want to bring up before we, uh, as we start to to wind down? Well, for winding down, uh, oh, we I, could do, just, I do. I do have yeah. some mail sack, by the way. Uh, oh, you have mail sack. Yeah. Well, let's mail sack, and I have a I have a question for you. Okay, great, great. What do you want my question first? No, no, no. Let's let's end with your question. We'll go with um the, some uh, email. If you want to join the email thing, mail sack, mail sack, blah, 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 mail sack. Um, that's great. Yeah. And okay, here we go. Um, Peter W G says, uh, "Good evening, Merps and listeners. If you could travel anywhere in the world for vacation, where would you go? Heading to Iceland on the twenty eighth. Wow, he's about to leave until the eighth. Looking forward to ice caves, black sand beaches, hot springs, and hopefully the Northern Lights. I've never seen the Northern Lights. Uh, beyond that, starting to family plan. Oh, hello, had to give up the grass to retrain the swimmers. I don't know what he's talking about there, uh, but always looking forward to the eventual next adventure in the future. You know, when the kid or kids are in college and this podcast is hosted by Chris Miller and I. Um, thanks and always listening. And um, uh, oh, yeah. So, Peter, what uh, a great question. So excited that you're going to Iceland. That's fantastic. I've always wanted to go there. I've heard amazing things about Iceland. The people there are supposed to be fantastic. Uh, and the, the uh, landscape looks foreboding in the best possible way. And like brave of you to go in the dead of winter. Um, wow. So where would you, if you could travel anywhere in the world for a vacation, where would you go? Well, uh, a vacation for me has to be by the beach, um, and it has to be in an uh, ocean that has waves. So do, um, you, do you consider, like, the times you've gone to Europe 
vacation? Uh, no, I, I, I had a nice time in Europe, but if I was thinking about going for a vacation, I would want to go, I mean, for an ideal place. Because th those are two types of vacations, right? One is like, um, like a rest and sort of just uh, re like just revitalize yourself, and the other one is sort of enriching yourself culturally and traveling. You know, and one is much more exhausting than the other. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I guess when I think of all the times that I've actually I've been to Paris twice, and I've been to England twice, and all of those times didn't really feel as much like vacations as the time I went to Hawaii for my honeymoon or the other time I went to Hawaii. Um, I feel like a vacation is you don't have very much planned. You don't plan to see anything. You have no obligation except to sit, uh, to go swimming. I don't, I don't sit by the, in the sand. I go swimming. So I think Hawaii is pretty, pretty close to uh, a perfect uh, vacation spot for me and part of the reason is that it is um, exotic and beautiful and fantastic but it's also in the united states and i don't i feel completely relaxed and safe do you like, not feel safe when you're traveling overseas no it's it's that I, I i would feel if i went to um another beautiful island paradise that's not in the united states like for instance uh bali or tahiti or something like that I think that there would be a part of me that would be a little uncomfortable just because, um, you know, I, I don't I don't feel comfortable expecting everybody to speak English in a place that's not. Although I was in Hawaii and um, and this white lady who was a native, I was in the library and this white lady who was a native native. I was looking at something in the library and she said, are you pal? And I was like, what are you pal? And pow is uh, uh, Hawaiian pigeon for done. This is a completely Caucasian lady. And she I was obviously a tourist. And she was just like, don't you speak Hawaiian pigeon? Are you pow? Okay. The greater okay. question there is why you were in a Hawaiian library. Do you know the levels of geekiness I have? I mean... They uh, the, the depths of my nerdiness and geekiness really have no limit. Okay, so answer the question. What were you there? I was taking a short break from the beach. <laughs> I don't know why I was in the library. The I thought, oh, look, there's a library. Like, I once was in the library overseas. Uh, when I was in college, I went to New Zealand, and I went to the library because I couldn't afford to do anything else. So I would just get books from the library and read them. Mm -hmm. But if I could afford, like if I was going on vacation in Hawaii, uh, you would not see me at the library. It's because you're not committed to being a nerd. You just are one. What? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't remember why I was in the library. That's that's so funny. Like, like we just like walking by. You're like, oh, I'm just like a little bit hot and sticky. Oh, look at there. Oh, there's a building there. Oh, nobody's in there. Oh my God. There's just some old lady there who's like just ranting to herself in some weird pigeon language. Oh, I think I'll go in there. I'll get in, go in there and get in her way. Yeah. Every yeah. Right at closing I time. 
Um, that is classic John. Oh, so I've here's a, do you want to see the scrapbook I have of all the libraries I've been to, all the library cards I've I've amassed in my travels? No. No, 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 no. You, you it's really interesting. You got to see it. Okay. You know where I want to go for my perfect vacation is the New York Public Library. NYPL. I've been there. Beautiful. It's fantastic. Yeah, little lions out front. It's one of my favorite places in New York. Yeah. That whole little area right there. Bryant Park is out is oh there. God. I want to I want to put your head in a toilet and just flush it right now. It's and it's just, just like three blocks from the oh, Central Park. I, 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 there's not a wedgie that I could give you that that was would just wedge deep enough to make me happy. <sighs> I didn't I didn't really uh uh get wedgies. Uh, I think that may be why I'm still such a nerd. I will. I will do my best to change that. So where do you want to go, uh, Mister? I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever said that about me, least of all me. Um, but I uh, am. I think that was cool. implied by my tone. Oh, damn it! Sorry. See, that's why I'm not cool because I didn't even. No, I didn't pick up yeah, on that. Didn't, that's on the list. Didn't yeah. pick up on that. Yeah. Uh, I'd really love to go to Rancho Cucamonga. That's um, yeah, got such a great name, right? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it in the cartoons. I've heard Bugs Bunny talk about it. Rancho Cucamonga. I have students who are from Rancho Cucamonga, and every time they say it, I just want to stop the class. I, I ask everybody to introduce themselves, and they say, I'm from Rancho Cucamonga, and I just want to stop and go, isn't that the greatest name? Yeah. I must Rancho take a wrong Cucamonga. turn at, must have taken a wrong turn at Peoria. Um, oh, yes, it always says Albuquerque. 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 Uh, yeah. I actually thought of that when the guy said Rancho Cucamonga. I thought Bugs Bunny should have said Rancho Cucamonga. Rancho Cucamonga. Um, I would love to go to South Korea. I think that would be really cool. Just because, Oh, really? Yeah, just because I've seen so many K-dramas and I like Korean food and it would just be fun to, to go there. I think I, I might not find it as fun like i think it would be more fun to be white there um everyone would ex like i go to a, a korean restaurant they all yell at me in korean and then i'm like i don't speak no korean and then they treat me terribly so yeah. I, I can see that happening to me in an entire country yeah i could see that happening to you in an entire country i can see that happening to you in all kinds of countries. Yes, yes. Because I don't, just because I just have these pheromones that are like, I'm a dick. Uh, no. But it, no, no, no it's your behavior that <laughs> has nothing to do with the way you smell. You know, it's you the have way a, you act. a visible L on your forehead. Did yeah. You know that? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. but that would be really fun to go awesome. to. Uh, I, it just seems like a, a really vibrant place and, um, and yeah, for all its problems, it's it, it's some I'm some a place that I'm curious about. Um, Do you feel like if you went to uh, um, South Korea, you would suddenly uh, find yourself in um, accidentally in like a K-pop flash mob, and then you'd be in a K drama where where you know some beautiful rock star um, suddenly fell in love with you, and there was a ghost involved? Nope. You don't think that would happen? Like, I mean, that's what. Seems to happen to almost everybody who lives there. I don't know. I I, I want you to cite your sources, and um... I only I only I can't really cite my sources because the only K dramas that I watch I watch without subtitles and I don't speak Korean. But I really get a sense. Which ones have you watched? 
I don't know because I don't get the titles. They're in Korean. Why? In what context are you watching them? At the at the Hawaiian Public Library? At the Oahu Public Library? <laughs> like I'm just here to. I just want to cool off. Oh, sit, have a seat. We're we're just we're all having um, a, a big sit down and watch of uh, this K drama. What's it called? Uh, just watch. They told me what it was called. I just don't speak Korean. Yeah. I don't want to butcher the language. I have more respect than oh, than other people. That's really, really thoughtful of you. Yeah. Tyson writes in and says, Hello, Murps. I finally saw Encanto a week ago, uh, a week or so ago. We all loved it. Seen it? Thoughts? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Encanto is great. I think they, you know, I think the family could have been a little smaller and it would have been a little faster. But yeah. <laughs> How like maybe one less sibling, maybe how you know. Could they not know Bruno was in the wall? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I no. can imagine that. Uh, it was. It was a delight. It was. It's a great movie. Like all Disney is so so consistently. That, there's there's the, the the high standards that that uh, we strive for. The Disney yeah, MC one of the good as Disney animated films. Yeah. All right. John, uh, thank you guys uh, for sending in emails. That's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking about and what you want to ask us. Um, John, what did you want to talk about? No, I'll talk about it next week, but I'll I'll tell you what the questions are. What is your, uh, your greatest triumph in an area that you don't um, usually uh, like, for instance, like your greatest I was going to say athletic triumph. Okay, athletic triumph outside of fencing. like Or greatest thing that happened that, that you did that you think back on that's not in any area that you uh, you aspire to be good at anything in. Okay. And, and, then, and then your most embarrassing moment. Uh, you realize it's a two-hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. But just to, just to pick, pick a couple ones. I don't think I, I, I don't think we have enough time. Um, okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll that's an original question. Um, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Was I saying that out loud? You know. Okay. I, I, what I really appreciate about this is the way that my my contribution is valued. That's I just that's why I, that. that's why I do this podcast because I come here and I feel like I'm really listened to, and I'm valued. Okay, and, uh, so uh, like, uh, wrapping up here, um, <laughs> now I know what my most embarrassing moment is. Oh. Yeah, just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. all right, John, do you have any tips for uh, anybody watching um, or listening to us right now of of things that they should... I, I've been watching Lockwood and Company, and I find it very, uh, very well done. I, I'm a big Joe Cornish fan. Uh, he did um, the boy who would be king and attack the block. I think he does, like, uh, sort of uh, what do they call it? Like preteen, teen, like action adventure, so well. Uh, oh yeah, was the boy who would be king? Was that good? Uh, I saw really the good, really, really. really? Good. Yeah, it saw the trailers and I thought this can't be as good as it looks. So I didn't watch it. I didn't realize that he did attack the block and he did that. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's on on Netflix right now, um, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I would, I probably, well, there was that one window of like see Ant Man the first weekend, and then like I could wait eight weeks and see it in 
on at home sitting in on my ass same yeah place i am right now you could you could uh if you went if you went and you went to a matinee and didn't spend too much money you wouldn't regret it i don't think not that bad i've been watching uh i've been watching rick and morty and um Oh, that's what you said uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's still holding. I started up. watching Community uh, oh. after getting a lot so of you're recommendations. On a, a Dan Harmon kick, then. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm kind of on a Dan Harmon kick. I think uh, my understanding is that Community gets better and better, so it's pretty good. I'm on the first season. I think I might just jump ahead. Yeah, and the Russo uh, brothers, as well. Yeah, the Russo brothers. Yeah. Yep. Nice, and there was another Joe Russo who worked on that as well. And I walked, watched, uh, finished the Banshees of Inch in 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 Inch in a Sarah in a Sharon, um, and that is a beautiful film. And I am glad I got it out of the way. <laughs> There's some movies that you're like, yeah, it's good, uh, good, yeah. Well, it's, I I was telling my students like the, try and figuring out like what is it. Well, I appreciate that what he did, he did very very well. Everybody who's in it does a great job. And they delivered on what they were trying to deliver. It's just that I didn't want what they were trying to deliver. Right, right, right. And it, it feels like uh, this, like cinematic spinach that you you're supposed to eat. You know. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or actually, I think it's it's more like uh, it's like a really great eggplant parmesan when you don't really want eggplant. There you go. And also, I'm going to go to the Party Down premiere tomorrow. And so that's coming to wow. your your um, theater. I hope. Your, your eye holes near you on your Stars Network. So look out for that. Should be exciting. So um, did, they, did, they, uh, did they miss, miss my uh, invitation? Or is that something that only people go to escape from to get? I'm sorry, John. Um, we, we have to end this. Uh, yes. <laughs> We're we're at time. That's uh, all the time we have. Yes, I'll see you uh, that's week. your that's that's our hour, and our we will see you next Tuesday. Hit that box. Time to hit that box. Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com.